You're listening to the Veteran Etc. Podcast, as there's always more to be said about a veteran. Join your host, Mike Kim, a veteran, ex-monk, season war trauma therapist, and writer, as he shares his years of research in veteran readjustment culture and the meaning of warrior life. Now, here's your host, Mike Kim. Veteran Etc. On this episode, I'll be presenting my audio essay, The Veteran Talking Cure. I have been wondering why for decades, especially after 9-11 and the war on therapy, wondering about why there has been almost an obsession to minimize the wondrous work, the hard work of talk therapy. In previous wars, there's been more of a relaxed view by the clinical world to advance approaches within talk therapy for those traumatized with war injuries, civilians as well as soldiers. I'm not sure if it's the healthcare revolution that occurred in 1992 with managed care and all of these I look at as far as the neoliberalization, I guess, of healthcare and its long-term impact on veteran care. And so not that I see it as a conspiracy, but more as a way of adapting, or I should say adaptation for clinical personnel to minimize the powerful impact of talk therapy. I have been told in conferences by amateurs. Well, they're not technically amateurs, but one clinician who was a military social worker and with LCSW, I guess she's a licensed clinical social worker with very limited experience as well as training in talk therapy, yet she was in a program started by those who pursued talk therapy at the VA, Vet Center Readjustment Counseling Service, RCS program. And so she had said, well, talk therapy just doesn't work. It takes too long. She had mentioned something about cognitive behavioral therapy. And that's something that I was aware of in my early training before I pursued my training in psychoanalysis. And I find that to be somewhat useful for veterans. At the same time, I wonder about how powerful it is because of the lack of going back into memories. And I think that the power of memories is important, not just a reframing of memories. I think that's a big job that cognitive behavioral therapy does for veterans with different maladies such as trauma, depression, etc. I don't know the, the popular buzzword for all veterans now who seem to be hurting, and that is PTSD. Can we say that there's realities tied to dreams that a veteran might have, might need more than eight sessions to process, or even a flashback where reframing a flashback is constant because a flashback in itself is a reframing, a deep, deep, deep reframing of the trauma experience. And so we have to credit Freud, Sigmund Freud, with his understanding of 
primary process and secondary process. Many in the woo-woo new age world, in the healing world, even in the psychotherapeutic world, will claim they understand process work, but never credit Freud. The self-development people, they talk about process work and never credit Freud. Well, I'm here to credit Freud. And process work goes back to Freud's understanding of the mind. And what's genius about Freud, that's often overlooked, especially when it comes to veteran therapy, is that there's there's no other place, right, than the mind where you're able to locate reality and find yourself between that reality and your own inner drives. Freud talks about instincts, drives. He's just basically saying like those inner urgings within yourself, right? As, as the primary process. And the, the secondary process is more kind of like how you disguise or how you, you know, initially blame with heavy cultural influence, cultural conditioning, society, the verbal messaging that you that you pass on to others tied to maybe the primary process of what's inside of you driving you. Let me break that down. This might seem a little confusing because I may sound confusing, but to clarify, we can look at Freud's understanding of reality on one side and then our, which is the, the secondary process, and then our understanding of what's what's happening within us, what we I guess what our urges inside. And in the military, this is something that is hard to look at, right? In many ways. And not just the military, but in other institutions where there's heavy ideology in place, whether it's in fascism or radical free thinking, even certain folks who are within my political realm, progressives, even they might have heavy ideology where reality on one end is clouded and the inner desires, the inner drives are ignored. And so there's activity and thinking that's unaware and basically moving along unbridled. I'm trying to understand why veteran community should say the veteran clinical community and in the military, there's great conflict and a great denial of really doing this deep, hard work called process work. I think the veteran talking cure can be best understood when reading someone who is less confusing, and that would be Benjamin Fong in his New York Times opinion piece, where he talks about Freud, Freud's radical talking, March 18th, 2012. There you will find the then doctoral student, Benjamin Fong, talk about Freud and how Freud in many ways gives human beings a chance to negotiate what's inside themselves and what's happening outside of themselves and the different explanations, descriptions, poetics, narratives that are provided. And I think this is very important for the war veteran because when 
we are not in touch with what our peers have done to us in good ways and in bad ways, how our command influenced us in different ways, feelings about the enemy, feelings about the VA hospital system, our disdain or love for the military after we've left the military. All of these things, these thoughts, they need space. They need a certain space. They need a donation domain to be processed. And I find that all of these new techniques, whether it's EMDR, CBT, CPT, exposure therapy, all of these, all of these different approaches to therapy for the veteran, the list goes on and on. Every, every week there's, there's a new therapy for a veteran. I remember when this war was in the beginning stages, the war on terror, and there was a popular executive director of a new veteran nonprofit focused on horses and helping vets heal through horses. Now, I affirm that. My dad is a large animal veterinarian, and I definitely find the healing impact of animals on veterans. But for her to go out of her way and just say, well, talking therapy doesn't work. And so we need to use horses to help veterans. I think that was an extremely minimizing comment in regards to talk therapy. We find ourselves with more and more veterans ending their lives. We find ourselves in these situations where veterans have experienced homelessness, despair, the breaking up of the family, the loss of jobs. What do we really have in the end? Veteran is a human being first and foremost. The only way really the human being can communicate is through language, through speech. And I think that the veteran needs to be empowered to use that speech, to request what he or she wants, what he or she is experiencing, what he or she hates, dislikes, etc., etc., etc. I guess that's why I use the title Veteran Etc. Veteran Etc. invites you to join us again with your host, Mike Kim, every Sunday. If the content from this podcast is informative to you, please share the podcast with others. Give a like and or post something you learned from the episode on social media. If interested in other truly informative podcasts like Veteran Etc., check out cominghomewell.com for a listing of other veteran-based podcasts. Thank you for tuning in.